time to make the crunch time plays. Now your host, Bennett Gainey. Crunch, crunch, crunch time plays. This is Pat Smith from Three Man Front, and you're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey there, it's Brooks Austin with Sports Illustrated's Dogs Daily. You're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Jared Talmadge with the Pig Trail Nation, and you are watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, it's Jim Dunaway from the next round, and when it comes down to the final ticks on the clock, always look for Crunch Time Plays. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back into Crunch Time Plays today. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thanks so much. Make sure you hit that subscribe button while you're while we're here. Our numbers are growing very rapidly, so thank you so much for for spreading the word and then keeping on watching and listening to us. But got Dan Harrelson today breaking down South Carolina and Tennessee, doing a big preview of that for for a Saturday at at noon and. Uh, you know, before we get to him, just got to give a shout out to prizepicks.com. We're handing out our handing out our college football fantasy over-unders this week. Going to be releasing that uh, later on today. So really excited about releasing our picks for, for this week. And and they got anything you want. If you if you don't want to if you don't want to bet on college football, you can you know you can have fantasy props for NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, anything you want. Over there at prizepicks.com. So if you use the code Crunch Time Plays, you automatically get that 100% deposit match up to $100. So again, that's prizepicks.com, and, and we'll keep making the Crunch Time Plays throughout the season. But very excited to welcome in a guy that, that knows Tennessee very well, Dan Harrison from, from Balls Wire. Very excited to have him today. Dan, what's up, brother? Yeah, thank you for having me on. Uh, it's always interesting to, to say the least when Tennessee and South Carolina get together. This time we got new head coaches on both sides. So we'll see what happens uh, 12 o'clock Saturday, but it should be a fun matchup like always. Yeah, def- definitely should be. There's you know, it's traditionally a game, especially over the past years, that, that's been traditionally close except for, for 2019 when I guess Carolina just forgot that there was a second half to play because Tennessee outscored them 24 to nothing. Uh, in the second half to to take that one and but the, you mentioned you mentioned that both the first year head coaches I kind of wanted to, where I wanted to start off before we kind of dive into the matchup just the significance of the game both coaches are in their first year they both are obviously in similar spots both three and two through the first first five weeks and it's really a hinge point uh, in the season this game is in terms of the momentum that you want to have in terms of being able to have the opportunity to go to a go to a bowl game and, and continue that momentum, especially for, you know, especially in South Carolina's case, had all the momentum in the off season with Shane Beamer's first year with all the recruiting success when recruiting opened back up. So they definitely don't want to lose that momentum, but there's obviously a couple winnable games uh, the rest of the way for, for both of these teams to be able to get to bowl eligibility if they come away with a win here on Saturday. So what, what would you, what would you uh, describe as the significance of this game? Yeah, I think it's huge. You look at Tennessee coming off that 62-24 win at Missouri. I, I, heck, I, the week before, I thought they started playing pretty well against Florida. I know the score didn't really look like it, but you're late in the third quarter. You got fourth and five at the 30-yard line, and you, you just drop an open pass, and that could have easily been a touchdown or close to a touchdown. 
So I, I think with the quarterback change and some momentum after that Missouri game, Tennessee can continue to build on that with the win against South Carolina. Then Lane Kiffin returns the following week. That's a night game. You got jerseys this week, the black jerseys. So a lot of momentum. And it's, it's huge uh, to get a win for Josh Heupel right here. Sitting at three right now, that would be four. You still have Vanderbilt, South Alabama at the uh, last part of the schedule. So you're starting to look pretty good. And once you get a win like this against South Carolina and, and maybe an Ole Miss and who knows, maybe a Kentucky uh, since Tennessee seems like they have some offense right now, you, you start thinking, okay, well, maybe you can do better than – say, the, the Birmingham Bowl or the Liberty Bowl and, and maybe get into the Music City Bowl or the one in Charlotte or if things really go well, who knows, maybe the, the Gator Bowl. But, yeah, you said it perfectly. It's just a huge game on both sides for continuing to have some momentum because I know Shane Beamer's built some momentum in that program also. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, especially with the – the recruiting success uh, whenever it opened back up. So you definitely don't want to lose the momentum uh, on that front. And, and plus there, there, you know, there's, I, like you mentioned that there's winnable games uh, on both sides and especially with South Alabama and Vanderbilt left for, for Tennessee. And then if you can maybe pick up a win against Ole Miss the next week and, you know, pretty, if, if you're, as long as Tennessee scoring points on offense, that's pretty much uh, the recipe that they're going to, they're going to need to have success the rest of the season. But I did want to start out break, kind of breaking down the game, talking about Tennessee's offense versus South Carolina's defense and sort of the keys to the game. Obviously, Tennessee wants to maintain the momentum and running the football, which they did very well last week against Missouri. Tyon, Tyon Evans is a guy that I've watched you know, throughout high school, being, being from Hartsville, South Carolina. So definitely a guy that, that I'm really familiar with, a guy that really can – can break out on Saturday. You know, it seems like a, the question that, that I have and sort of a lot of other people have is whether or not the the offensive success is is based on the fact that they played uh, Missouri last week, which is last, you know, last in the SEC in pretty much every statistical category right now. But but to me, I don't think that's the case looking at Tennessee's offense. Seems like Hendon Hooker's definitely the guy. He's a a guy that's been distributing the football really well and the run game has really opened up offensive lines playing well. So I don't definitely don't, don't feel like that the Tennessee's success offensively has anything to do with, with the lack of defense they played. I think it's just a matter of, of being able to, to really quit, especially in the up-tempo that Josh Heifel's running right now. Right. No, yeah. It's, it's definitely, uh, like you said, Hendon Hooker, he, he's stepping in. They're, they're kind of, Getting a few things out of him is kind of meshing together, especially with the ground game and limiting what he can do and can and can't do in the past game. So I think it's kind of coming together. I mean, no offense to Missouri. Uh, I just think it was more so Tennessee looked really good compared to Missouri looking really bad. And no offense to South Carolina coming up. I, I think this is a game where you got to continue to see this offense evolve, especially you, since you made the quarterback change and you just got to start taking care of business like the great teams do in this conference. And that's what you have to do against your, your South Carolinas, your Kentuckys, your Missouri, all the, your divisional foes. And then obviously Florida and Georgia are kind of at the top tier in the East. But yeah, I've been really impressed with the scheme Josh Heupel has put together. He, 
and you, you probably remember this too, when he was offense coordinator in 16 and 17 at Missouri before he took the head job at UCF and now Tennessee, he really started diving into that Art Bryles, Baylor type offense, that beer and shoot offense, going away from the typical air raid mesh type stuff. And it's worked for him. And we're starting to see that at Tennessee. And it's good to see Tennessee finally have an offense like this since they've been kind of stagnant really since uh, I know Butch had a couple of good years with Josh Dobbs and company, but you know, Lane Kiffin was probably the last real good offensive minded coach Tennessee's had post Philip Fulmer. So uh, it's just fun to continue to see this evolve. And Josh is putting a few little wrinkles here and there. I go back to that Florida game, that, that fourth and five, that that was actually uh, catered to, to what Hendon Hooker can do in a mesh type play that he played quarterback in at Oklahoma under Mike Leach. So he's, he's diving deep into the playbook, just trying to see what works with his player personnel. And that's, that's the mark of a good coach that he's not stubborn, that he will continue to look at different ways. Maybe it's outside of that beer and shoot type philosophy just to get things to work with what he's got at his arsenal with, with his players right now. And it's just going to be fun to see how it keeps going, uh, especially against South Carolina. Yeah, that's really true. And it's a, just the mark of him uh, as a play caller, especially being able to to adapt to what his players are, are able to do out there on the field. And Hendon Hooker certainly got a different skill set than than Joe Milton did uh, at the beginning of the year. So it really seems like Josh Heupel, as a, as a play caller, is really starting to find his groove with, with Hendon Hooker as as the quarterback as well. But what are, what are a couple of your other uh, keys offensively for, for Tennessee on Saturday? I know for South Carolina, defensively, just looking at that matchup, obviously they need to, they need to limit – Tennessee's possessions they need to get off the field on third down they give up 40 percent on third down which is one of the really the only weaknesses of the defense right now because they've really played really well under under Clayton White so far definitely been one of the, the surprises of the team and, and you definitely not if you're South Carolina you definitely don't want to allow Tennessee to be able to create that rhythm up tempo that they like to do like they had on Saturday and then you know, red zone is going to be a big thing uh, for me on Saturday. South Carolina only gives is only giving up fifty percent uh, touchdowns in the red zone right now, uh, five out of ten, uh, which is one of the top in the SEC right now. So that's definitely a a thing that can keep Carolina in the game since the offense is really sputtering right now. So the offense is really going to struggle to score. But you know, for Tennessee, they they score touchdowns in the red zone really well. So they're, you know, there's 16 of 24 touchdowns in the red zone. So definitely some keys for me. What are a couple of your, your other keys for Tennessee offensively on Saturday? Yeah, they're, they're doing really well in the red zone. Uh, Tennessee is on offense number 53 overall in the nation. I, I think I'll dive into defense a little bit. I, I think Rodney Garner on the defense line, He's done a remarkable job getting these guys to, to really play. They're playing with a lot of effort. And Banks is doing a pretty good job himself, the defense coordinator that came from Penn State. And they're just throwing a various different looks. But uh, it, it's, it's a flip side, though, with, with this offense. You can score quick, put your defense back out there. You can go three and out quick, get your defense back out there. So I think Tennessee's actually done pretty well. I think they're number 20 overall against the run so far this year. 
And, and we'll see if they can keep that up, uh, especially against teams like South Carolina. But, you know, uh, it, it just goes back to the offense, how, how they can go hand-in-hand hand with, with having their defense so much on, on the field, um, you know, throughout different games. I, I got the time of possession pulled up here. Tennessee's number 125 in the nation. That's not too good. Uh, they're getting that where they have the ball 26 minutes, 13 seconds of contest. Now, granted, like I said, you're scoring quick, but you also can be right back out there fairly quick. So I think that's just a key, not only for South Carolina, but every game for Tennessee this season with Heupel's offense. Yeah, that's definitely true. And and then, you know, moving over to the, the defensive side uh, for Tennessee, facing that South Carolina offense, and, and South Carolina's really struggling on the offensive line right now, obviously they're 11th in the SEC in rushing offense. It's 121 yards per game, which is what Tennessee's been doing really well. They've been stopping the run really well. And, and they're also putting pressure on the quarterback, which is South Carolina's having trouble with that as well. The communication on the offensive line has been a, a really, really bad issue for, for Carolina through the first five games. We're definitely looking to, to simplify things a little bit on that side of the ball. And then, and then Luke Doty finally starting to to get healthier, not 100% still on that foot, but he's starting to find some ways to extend plays, really getting more comfortable in his running ability. So it's definitely a, a key for Tennessee on Saturday to be able to be able to watch out for that. And then third down, the Sacramento only converts 35% on third down. So they're going to have to they're going to have to start having success on first and second down. They started having a little bit of success on first and second down, throwing the football last week against Troy. So they'll have to do the same thing against Tennessee's defense. But, you know, Tennessee defensively, they're you know, <laughs> they're going to stop. They want to stop the run, and they want to be able to, to stack the box, which is what you're going to be able to do uh, against South Carolina, especially if they don't get the offensive line figured out this week. Yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, Speaking of third down, Tennessee's number 47 in the, the nation, 28 conversions uh, in 64 attempts. So, I mean, they're they're playing pretty good basically in all phases of the offense. I know Josh, he wants to take those vertical shots, and we saw that with Joe Milton when he was the quarterback. So I, that kind of stays in the back of my head that you know he wants to kind of get back to that, even with the Hendon Hooker out there who doesn't have as strong as an arm, but probably has a little bit more touch. So it's going to be interesting to see how many times that they, they take those vertical shots downfield against South Carolina, because I think there's also an element of you kind of, and I'm not, you know, pointing the finger at South Carolina, Missouri or anything like that. But there is still an element when you when you see those shots, you kind of view it as playing down to your opponent instead of playing up. So it's going to be interesting to see if they feel very comfortable uh, taking those shots downfield or if they just have a game plan like Missouri where games starting to get out of control late in the first quarter and all you have to do is run the ball. So I, I just think it's a, a good little chess match uh, against South Carolina for Tennessee's offense to see how it plays out and to see what Josh has to do or can steer away from, you know, is another game where they can just control the game on the ground. Yeah, it's definitely. And, and then, you know, pushing those shots down the field, it, it definitely brings in 
of the the turnovers that the South Carolina's been able to force so far. And they're they're tied for second in the country in defensive touchdowns right now. Only they're only scoring one offensive touchdown a game in the last four games. The defensive touchdowns have had to be a a staple uh, in their three wins so far. They're tied for third in the country in interceptions. You know, being able to being able to get those turnovers is going to be going to be key for for Carolina. But when you're taking taking those shots down the field, that's definitely something that that Tennessee's going to have to be mindful of is the, you know, just the the opportunistic way South Carolina's playing defense, especially in the secondary right now, especially getting those interceptions. Yeah, that's exactly right. And you mentioned the offensive line, some question marks for South Carolina, and that, that could be a key matchup for, for Tennessee and Rodney Garner. Like I said, they're playing pretty well. It, it's going to be Need to see how much pressure uh, they can put in the backfield to, to kind of disrupt Doty as he still tries to get back to 100% in the situation that they were in at quarterback there. So I think Tennessee going into this thing, I think they probably feel pretty good with the what they can do up front in the in you know stacking the box a little bit. Uh, Satterfield, the OC there, I remember him from a few years back. He was head coach at Tennessee Tech that came in and played Tennessee. So he he tends to do a lot of stuff, uh, some outside zone and uh, perimeter type stuff. Uh, I mean, he does still like to attack the middle of the field and all that good stuff. But uh, I think that's a good way to attack uh, when, when you're rushing these Leo type Tyler Barron position players uh, who's had success so far this year is to get the ball out quick, and it's really going to come down to how quick can Doty play at quarterback and, and just kind of play towards that pressure. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. He's definitely trying to – you can tell he's – no, I know he's, he said it actually earlier in the week. He's trying to – still trying to to come back, you know, from the foot and still trying to to figure out the, what are the best spots for him to to take off and run. And, and then, the you know, the design – Quarterback runs definitely feel like ten, definitely feel like South Carolina is going to have to to use you know good five or six of those on Saturday to be able to get him out uh, to just just to keep Tennessee honest because I know they're going to want to they're going to want to stack the box and, and make Luke Doty beat them through the air. They're not going to definitely not going to respect the run game, especially with, with the way South Carolina's offensive lines play. It's, it's definitely going to be important for Luke Doty in this game to kind of get out and and take off a little bit just to keep just to keep Tennessee's defense honest. Right, yeah, it's that's exactly right. And it looks like South Carolina just looking at stats and everything, it looks like they've had about four running backs kind of running back by committee a little bit. Yeah, they've they've had they've kind of they've kind of dwindled it down to to two right now Kevin Harrison and the freshman Juju McDowell have really played the bulk of the snaps the last two games they were trying to they were trying to rotate all four through the first three, and and that you know is is kind of hard. You know, it's just hard to rotate four running backs in there. As a Quandre White played very well through the first couple games, and then Marshawn Lloyd, who coming back from the from the ACL, he's he's played a little bit uh, through the first five games. hadn't really gotten his footing yet either. But it's been it's been kind of. I know South Carolina fans have been a little bit frustrated by that, but then only. You kind of have to dwindle it down at some point to just play in a couple backs, so you're definitely not able to get all four of them on the field throughout the course of a game. 
Right. Tennessee's actually had a little bit of that too early on with Tyon Evans, Jabari Small, and then you got uh, Jalen Wright. Jalen Wright's more of a speed type back, uh, which I, I thought, honestly, because Josh did this quite a bit at UCF and in Missouri, he'd flex out uh, a speed type running back in the slot and kind of use him in different spots there. We haven't really seen that, so I think that kind of goes back to Josh is still trying to figure this this player personnel out and what works. So who knows? Maybe they they do something like that against South Carolina Saturday. Yeah, just I mean, just kind of comparing the the two offenses is something that I that I think South Carolina needs to do more of because it seems like throughout the first five games they're they're using a lot of bunch formations, a lot of bunch sets, and they're trying to run the ball up the middle, you're pretty much running against an 11-man box, but Tennessee's doing a really great job of of spreading the field, getting those tight ends detached and really spreading out all the defense. So it's definitely going to be easier for – it's definitely going to be easier for Tennessee to, to open up those run lanes for Ty and Evans so he can get out in the open field. Right, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's just – you know, it's just – I know South Carolina fans have been frustrated – by that and and because you know, when you're run, running the bunch running the bunch formations you're pretty much just running into in into an 11 man box because all the all the defensive backs are in and and linebackers are in so it's definitely not something that that i know south carolina fans would love to see more of is just spreading the field kind of like what tennessee's doing right now yeah and when you do that when you yeah, that's a good point by you is that when you have more people in the box like that with the bunch sets, you you need basically two things to kind of spread things out. If you are in that formation, you need a good offensive line, which, you know, as we've discussed, South Carolina is probably not there just yet. And then you need uh, at least one quick guy that can go downfield uh, to avoid any type of pressure. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if South Carolina can do that Saturday. Yeah, that's definitely true, and and I definitely don't didn't want to let you go without getting uh, your your thoughts on how the game was going to play out. Obviously, Tennessee's a ten and a half point favorite. You know, for me, I think that just looking at it, I think that the Tennessee wins and they cover that ten and a half. To me, it's just a bad matchup for for South Carolina. Just not going to be able to to put enough points on the board because as valiantly as the the defense is is going to play and has played through the first five games i just don't think they can just don't think they can hold tennessee enough especially with how how long they're probably going to be on the field on saturday so definitely think tennessee wins and they cover so what are what are your uh, general thoughts on on just the the spread and if tennessee's going to cover that or not yeah so last week uh, as i said earlier uh, i that really showed me a lot just as far as josh heupel still putting things together and I think what that 62 to 24 win at Missouri does, it allows you to, to have more confidence in the direction of this season. And it gives me confidence in a game against South Carolina that they'll continue to evolve and get better. So I, I was going to go 38, 17 on our website, but my, one of my writers went with that score. So we couldn't really have the same thing. So I switched it up to 41, 17, who knows if it's actually that bad, but I think it definitely has potential to, to be a score like that if, if Tennessee just continues to build this momentum and start having 
the the offense to to click uh, as we've seen it last game and a couple times this season. So I think for South Carolina's sake, you know that they just got to continue to play tough defense, make Tennessee earn it, and but on the flip side, their offense is going to have to respond to to Tennessee, and I just don't know if there's going to be enough of that in this matchup. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either, especially with how you know really just. And I know, you know, it's just just depends on whether or not Carolina's defense can get can get off the field uh, really fast and, and kind of break up the the tempo that Tennessee wants to run. But to me, I just don't think they're going to be able to I don't think they're going to be able to put up enough points to as long defense is as long as defense on the field. I think the time 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 possession will favor. Uh, Tennessee in this game and just depend you know I just think South Carolina's defense is as great as they played as surprising as they have been through the first five games I just don't think they can hold up with the offense playing like it is but if they if they do sure up some things in the offensive line able to move the football and score we definitely can see a, a tighter ball game than that right and I think uh you know on paper just looking at South Carolina if, if you're going to play a game before you play a team like this and Josh Heupel's offense, I think it's a good opponent to, to kind of get your feet wet against Troy because Chip Lindsey, he runs a few similar type things that Josh does. So I, I think going against that that opponent last week, it, it does kind of get you a little bit prepared for something like this this week. Definitely. And they hadn't, they had they also hadn't seen the, Hadn't seen the tempo yet, so be sure to, to watch out for how they respond to that. Georgia played a little bit of tempo, and they were able to hit some deep shots down the field on, on Carolina, so definitely be interesting to see uh, how the how Carolina's defense responds uh, to the tempo in the game. Right. Yeah, it should be a fun matchup. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Well, Dan, it's been awesome having you today. Definitely got to definitely get you back on again soon to talk about some more of Tennessee games with you, but, but tell everybody where they can find you on social media, where they can find your work uh, at the Vols Wire, because you do, do an incredible job and really appreciate you taking the time today, my man. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, and if you go to VolsWire.com, it's part of USA Today Sports. Uh, it will pull up all the Tennessee athletic stuff, and of course, football season right now, we're, we're Definitely diving in deep to everything going on there, but uh, on Twitter at Dan Harrelson. No doubt. Well, Dan, thanks so much for for taking time, and let's do it again soon, brother. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks so much to Dan for coming on today, and thank you for watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. It's been another edition of Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Crunch Time Plays with your host, Bennett Ganey. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow at Plays Crunch on Twitter and Instagram.